Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of What the Faith. Now, by now you probably know that What the Faith, we are all about talking to people of all different religions and perspectives. And so for this week, we could not be more excited to bring you an episode about the Satanic Temple. We had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Thomason, who is an active member of the Satanic Temple's Washington State Chapter. And she has considered herself a Satanist after seeing the Baphomet statue and Ten Commandments issue on the news, which Thomason goes into greater detail later on in this episode. I know for me personally and for Ashton, we learned a ton uh, from talking to Thomason just about Satanism. What does the Satanic Temple believe? How do they view themselves as a community? And we hope you also learn a ton from this conversation. So enjoy the episode. Um, so as a child, we were kind of, I, I, I always assumed that this was a fairly typical childhood, but what is a typical childhood really? Um, where my mother was raised, um, Baptist and she went to church every Sunday and and did that whole thing. But once she had kids, it was sort of like, we believe in God and we like Jesus, but we don't bother going to church every Sunday. Um, I think that I went to church maybe two or three times uh, for, you know, like a, like a Christmas play and then, you know, for an Easter thing, but it was a very, very rare thing to do. Um, And my mom always said that it was important for us to figure out what religion we wanted um, but also with the guilt behind it of like, but you're going to choose the right one because I'm being so open-minded about it. And um, I was sort of always the black sheep of the family. And I was always the one to bring up um, the, the skepticism. And I sort of, you know, had that natural, again, I assume natural trajectory of um, being Christian, but non-denominational. So I kind of make my own rules and then kind of creeping up to agnostic and then kind of creeping up to um, eventually atheism, which was her least favorite part of it. Um, And then uh, eventually uh, later on in high school and and college is where I got to separate that from completely and just became like a hundred percent atheist and was like, you know, when I die, nothing happens. And that means to me that I want to do the best that I can on earth um, because I don't have that guarantee of an afterlife. And what was that pressure kind of like with, I know it's, I grew up very much like, well, you have to believe this, but then I almost wonder what the, it would feel like psychologically where, well, you don't have to believe this, you know, you can find your own thing, but you kind of know that you're, that's what's expected of you. How did that kind of affect you? Well, you know, it was, it was, it always came from this progressive open-minded concept of, you know, you should choose because it's not going to mean anything if, if someone forces it upon you. But I also, to this day, I have a hard time taking the Lord in vain, the Lord's name in vain. Um, Like I'll say like, gosh, darn it, you know, just by habit, because that was a huge no, no in the house. Um, And there was a lot of pressure to 
choose the right one because that was all about, you know, my mom wanted to have her cake and eat it too. She wanted to be this very progressive person, but she also wanted to make sure that I didn't go to hell um, because she is uh, to this day, a very superstitious person and believes that our actions today, you know, uh, set us up for what we're going to be like in all eternity. And that's an incredible amount of pressure, not only on herself, but on her children. And um, she always said, you know, when, when, when she dies, she is planning on being an angel and she's going to go down on earth and help as many people as possible. And I was like, wow, that's cool. But like, you know, is, is that something that's, that's guaranteed or that is necessary? And I just felt, I don't know, when, when I did choose any other faith beyond Christianity, she was always the last person I told because I knew it would upset her the most. And I knew that she would take it incredibly personally. So there was a lot of constant baggage, even though, you know, she never made us go to church and she never made us say grace. Um, she always just kind of had Joel Osteen playing on in the background as sort of like this, like guilt trip, guilt trip, guilt trip, as you know, mothers are wont to do. Uh, you mentioned into college, you were pretty, pretty hardcore atheist. Um, when were you first then introduced to the satanic temple um, and what was your kind of journey going beyond just atheism into other, uh, religions? So I didn't learn about the satanic temple until I would say a, a year out of college, um, or maybe two years out of college. Um, I first learned about it. I was at, uh, one of, one of my jobs outside of college. And uh, I just happened to see on the news, um, a news report about the, um, the Oklahoma and the Arkansas cases for the Baphomet statues on uh, government property um, to oppose the, or to stand alongside the 10 commandments. And I was reading up about it and, and I had studied John Milton and paradise lost and, and romantic Satanism and I understood the thematic idea of Satan as like this rebel. And that always, I, I found interesting, but this was the first time I had seen it as a religion. And I was like, that's really cool. That is something that I could totally get to get behind where it's sort of, you know, this thing that appreciates my, my atheistic values and my natural skepticism, but also kind of uses that as a foothold of saying, hey, not only do I have this right to have these feelings, but it also provides me the platform to point out the hypocrisy of these other religions and how they are not doing exactly as they promise. And that, I don't know, it, it, it really gave me a skeptic heart on where I was just like, yes, this is what... I like, and this is what makes sense to me because I've always been rebellious and I've always wanted to like point out to my mom how, you know, Joel Osteen is a piece of shit and, you know, people who claim to be Christians are also the people that, you know, have terrible views and, and, and oppose all these sciences and, and make these terrible laws. 
And so the Satanic Temple was just kind of this natural extension of that. And I continued to do more and more research. And that's when I found um, the after school Satan Club. And I was like, yes, everything that they're doing sounds fucking heavy metal. And I'm already goth, so it's already fucking perfect. And so it just kind of, it just kind of stuck. That's great. It's, I mean, I'm sure it was, I know whenever going through transitions and stuff, finding a community that you fit into is just so important. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was uh, kind of your old community, like your family and uh, old friends, like how was their reaction to that? Um, I would say a majority of the people, because of, of course, you know, in our in our modern sort of society, the the first people to find out about these things are my Facebook friends, and so that includes not only my close community, but also my, my outer circles of like old college friends, old high school friends, extended family, um, where I'm just doing a lot of satanic shit posting and sharing a lot of the stuff that I'm doing in the satanic temple um, and that kind of stuff. And um, <clears throat> everyone has been, they've been chilled to my face, if that makes sense, where it's like no one has ever come up to me and been like, Oh, I don't think so. But then, you know, everyone's been very supportive to, to an extent. And then I kind of hear in the background, you know, grandma thinks you're going to hell and maybe you should talk to cousin Susan about, you know, maybe try to explain this kind of stuff to her. And it's like, I've always been under the understanding that what people think of me is none of my business. And I don't have time to, um, constantly justify the things that I do. Um, and, and of course, uh, as I said before, the, the last person I told was uh, my mom. Um, she doesn't have Facebook, so I was always kind of safe there. And um, she did not, ooh, she did, to, to this day, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't like it. And um, it was a tough, tough conversation to have. Can you just explain a little bit more for listeners? I think a lot of people just don't totally understand what the Satanic Temple is about and kind of the belief system. So could you give a breakdown of that? Absolutely. So um, just super, super basic understanding is the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion. Uh, So we do not worship any deity any God, Satan, or demon, or anything like that. We see Satan more as the ultimate symbol of the rebel, the one who's questioning authority, the one who's, um, you know, figuring out the hypocrisies and standing up against arbitrary authority. And uh, really, the Satanic Temple is an is a is an international community of people who believe in scientific inquiry. Um, reproductive rights, religious freedom, uh, separation of church and state, that kind of thing. So it's sort of this religion that starts heavy with a, with a, uh, with a political uh, underpinning. There's a lot where uh, we have seven tenets. Rather than having 10 commandments, we have seven fundamental tenets that we kind of use as a code of ethics. And um, one of them is 
the importance of uh, fighting for justice, and that should go beyond laws and, and institutions. So activism in the political sphere is sort of how we practice our religion. I've, I've heard some people say that that is how satanic uh, people worship, um, but then worship is always kind of like this very like skewed term. So we just say that's how we practice our religion is through activism. I think that's interesting because most people, I think when they just hear Satanism or anything like that, then they automatically think, well, they worship Satan. And mm -hmm. you, do you think that kind of ties into, you know, people like your Facebook friends and your family where, where they maybe talk behind your back or, and, you know, you don't have time to really bother with that, but do you think that's mostly because of the misconceptions that they have? Oh, absolutely. I think that what also comes is this, um, really, really negative misconception of Satan. And, and what's important to note is, is we are not the depiction of Christianity Satan. We are the romantic Satanism of the literary movement Satan, which was um, completely different. Um, you know, we, I, I have been to many of our um, rituals and parties and events and never once have we, sacrifice a baby or or anything like that it's it's actually uh fairly tame and it's all about um you know respecting people's rights and things and and we love animals and we would never sacrifice any of them um it's a lot of this whole like satanic panic um salem witch trials it's all uh you know anything that anybody has against satanism because of this cult-like thing is all based on pseudoscience, which is again, something that Satanic Temple opposes. Um, I find that when people actually just read the seven tenets and see the, our core beliefs, they'll get a better understanding of, of what we're about. The, the problem is the people who are convinced that we are a cult and convinced that we sacrifice animals and, and we eat babies, um, will never change their minds. And sometimes that's hard. Um, but you just kind of have to like not read the Facebook comments and you just kind of have to push through because you know that what you're doing is important and not everyone's going to get it. And I, I guess that would be true for any religion, but Satanism for sure has that stigma just kind of automatically attached. You know, we're meant to be pranksters and, and we're meant to be eye-catching. Yeah, I'm, I'm also interested. Um, so recently a documentary came out in, uh, called Hail Satan, which you had briefly brought up about the Ten Commandment monuments. Um, and part of that uh, documentary kind of covered um, a lot of people who think that the satanic temple is just filled with trolls that you guys are kind of just trolling people. Mm -hmm. Um, could you go a little bit more, um, into why you think that is and also explaining, I think to people who do have a negative view of the satanic temple, um, why that might not be an accurate depiction. Mm -hmm. Well, what I think that the documentary does really, really well is kind of setting up the um, the origin story of the Satanic Temple, where 
it almost basically kind of started as a, as a troll. Um, it was very, very tongue in cheek. And I think that our religion still is very much that. Um, we use a lot of um, humor and a lot of tongue in cheekness um, to get our point across. And it kind of changed from this, you know, political strategy into um, a religion, you know, so, so we take that inherent pranksterness and the sense of humor to point out hypocrisies, add in a code of ethics, add in a community, and then it kind of, it bursts out this religion. Um, it's something that I really enjoy. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of gets into people a little bit. Um, because people have these misconceptions of, you know, we are, we are spouting evil or we want to condemn all these people to eternal damnation. It, it, it only kind of proves our point further that if people truly believe that this is what we're doing, we're members of the community and just because we're wearing black robes, um, just because we believe that women should have, or, or, or um, people with uteruses should have access to um, abortions, uh, that we are condemning them to a, a life of sin and terror. We use that and say, hey, maybe these aren't the people who should be educating our children. Maybe these aren't the people who should be making laws for our society. We are skeptics just as, you know, the other skeptics. I think what, what gets people to understand is that we could just be a band of, of atheists with the exact same MO, with the exact same ideas, but we would never get a, a, a Catholic community or, or a, a, another sect of Christianity protesting us and, and really kind of coming out and saying that this is bad and this is evil and we should definitely, and then it, it, it points a mirror to them for their own sort of hypocrisy. So it's a, it's a bit of twofold there. Yeah. And I, I know from just various conversations I've had with people that there are a lot of people who view the satanic temple as the, the anti-Christian movement um, just because Christian symbolism does come up in rituals. Uh, what would kind of be your response to that? Well, I think with any religion, including the satanic temple, symbols are um, borrowed and misused and then eventually stolen. I think every religion does that to a certain extent. And I would say that um, a lot of our symbology is uh, Christian heavy, for sure. Um, it's also pagan heavy. It also borrows um, from Wicca a lot. Um, and then it also uh, borrows heavily from Church of Satan, which was the um, original, firstly organized satanic religion. Um, we recognize that, and there's truly nothing wrong with it. We use these symbols um, because they mean something and because they help us promote this message of um, we are the other. And we are the, the, the natural black sheep. We are the people that you try to silence um, and that 
you know, your mother told you not to mess with. And uh, we, we, we tend to skew anti-Christian only because America in particular, I don't want to say all Satanism is about this because we are um, international now. Um, but in America in particular, in certain states, there's a lot of um, lawmakers who are using their religion and to to create these laws that are nonsensical and are anti-science and they use their faith as the reasoning behind it which is a hundred percent super not cool regardless of what religion you choose to 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 be it's just super not cool and because 99 percent of that comes from folks of christian faith they tend to get the bullseyes on their back because they're the ones causing the most trouble uh, in our nation in particular. I'm curious, um, kind of trying to think of the best way to say this. What, how would you say, you think there, there would be a possible discussion between maybe it's a progressive Christian or just a Christian who's willing to talk, you know, or a religious person with uh, the temple of Satan, if they were able to talk to each other, do you think that there would be able to be common ground that you could find or, it's just hypothetical. I'm just curious what you what you think. Oh, absolutely. And I and I believe those types of conversations um, have um, have taken place for sure. Um, I would say that the folks that are so directly opposed to us are very you know evangelical, very like you know feet deep in the ground, non moving. Um, but a, a majority of the Christians that that I've spoken to are like, you know what? I like the tenants. I get it. It's just not for me, which more power to them. It's not for everyone. That's why we don't um, convert. We don't advertise membership. We don't proselytize. Um, it's because religion is um, a, a personal choice. Um, I find that a majority of people who use common sense and are able to read the tenants, un- understand what we're going for. Um, I, I think it's uh, the the folks who refuse to a- acknowledge the, the common sense behind it are the most dangerous, and that's where we tend to focus ourselves on. Um, but but thankfully, we're we're not too deep yet in in uh, the the. You know, and, and also too, I'm from Seattle, and so my experience in um, in in my chapter of the Satanic Temple has been overwhelmingly positive, only because we do have a lot of, um, I guess, liberalism and and folks who are more moderate than not, um, who are, you know, willing to see our side of it and being like, you know what. The Satanism thing is a little bit too much for me, but everything that you're doing, you know, I think is good. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure Seattle is still the the most atheist city in the country, so that that also helps. Um, Could you uh, explain, um, you know, a lot of Satanists that I've met um, are pretty um, explanatory on how, you know, the Satanic Temple acts like any other religious community. You know, communities just pretty much the main 
portion of faith in general. Could you kind of explain more of how the Satanic Temple um, is a community and acts like any other religion in that sense? Totally. Um, so we meet, I mean, pre-COVID-19, we meet on a fairly regular basis. Um, so for uh, Washington State, we currently have three um, cities. We have Seattle, Tacoma, and just recently we just started um, in Bellingham, which is a little bit further north. Um, and those three cities meet um, twice a month. And those include potlucks and parties and then business meetings. You know, if we have, you know, a, a political action or um, a charity event or pride season um, that we want to participate in, then we meet and we, we figure out what we're going to do with that. But, you know, we work hard and we party hard, too. You know, we have um, religious holidays that are set by the Satanic Temple um, that we celebrate and we come together and we hold rituals um, that have strong meaning to us, um, that kind of thing. Now with COVID-19, we do a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, we do a lot of coming together. Um, we have uh, one of our members in, in our chapter has created, um, there's like a, like a digital um, simulator for Cards Against Humanity where you can uh, put in your own unique cards. And so uh, they created a unique uh, Satanism deck that we've all been using. That's been a whole lot of fun to just kind of log on and do that. And, and we have uh, different channels um, that, you know, you just log on and there's people just having conversation, just chatting about, you know, how much they're playing at Animal Crossing and, and, you know, talking about Tiger King nonstop. And um, we have been given a, a direct order uh, from the, uh, the, the headquarters of the Satanic Temple to not have any one-on-one -on -one or face-to-face -face physical contact um, for religious purposes until the end of August. So um, it's kind of interesting to kind of see our community shift. Now, you know, when we party and we hold rituals, um, we do it from the comfort of our own homes. We just make sure that we light candles um, and, and, and drink our alcohol in view of webcam. I think that's really great. I think um, from discussions we've we've had earlier, where one of the biggest struggles for atheists is finding community, mm -hmm. um, especially, and that's like one of the things that uh, atheist agnostics can learn from a lot of you know religious parties is that well they have this community and it results in happier people. Um, and one of the things I, I found really interesting, I looked on the Titanic Temple website very briefly, but there's a lot. It seems like there's a lot that it does and work for its community, uh, like after school programs. Could you kind of go into what how it's involved? In the Seattle chapter, we have um, an annual ch charity event that happens in the um, uh, fall and winter called Menstruating with Satan, where um, we have um, different. Um, stores and tattoo shops and uh, government buildings that will hold little uh, donation boxes that just say menstruating with Satan and kind of explains everything. And so people can donate um, uh, diva cups and tampons and, and menstrual pads. Um, and then that, that all gets collected over the period of two or three months. 
and then is donated to um, homeless shelters and um, basically anyone who menstruates who uh, doesn't have ready access to those types of products um, can be uh, distributed. Um, I think uh, last year we did, ooh, I think we did $3,000 worth of product um, were donated through, um, I think, Hopelink and um, a few other uh, charity organizations. Um, and then they also do like Amazon wish list. So if people don't have tampons right there on their person. You can also just, you know, click a button and it goes to our PO box. And so that's a whole lot of tampons. Um, another interesting thing that we did last year um, that was new for us, it was our very first time doing it, was um, uh, working alongside another uh, charity organization called Paint Tacoma Beautiful, where you go to uh, somebody's house, you're, you're given somebody's house uh, that doesn't have the means um, to do uh, basic maintenance, and we go in and um, we clear out any any rest or anything like that, and then we kind of repaint their home, and it kind of gives them, you know, this kind of better outlook. Um, they kind of, you know, some yard work if it needs it, that kind of a thing, just to kind of create this atmosphere for your for your neighbors that are just, you know, kind of brightens them up. You just kind of just do whatever they need to do to to make their home a bit uh, brighter and happier. Um, we also do. I don't know if you would call this a charity movement, but it's something that we really enjoy in the community. One of my favorite things that we do in the community is um, during uh, pride season, uh, we offer um, at our little booth, um, we offer um, unbaptism rituals. So if there's anyone who was um, baptized uh, at a young age when they weren't able to provide consent or they didn't fully understand what that means, um, we do just like a, a quick five minute ritual and you get glitter all around you and it, uh, it you know, kind of wipes clean. And it's, it's, uh, it, it also works. Um, I believe um, there are folks who are Mormon who will baptize you after you die to make sure that you like, so we, we say that it, it works for that too. It, it's sort of a retroactive kind of a thing. So it just kind of gives you a nice, a nice clean slate. And then it, it, it provides you the opportunity to, as an adult, um, restart and kind of get to choose your faith um, with that mindset. Yeah, you, uh, well, first off, I mean, glitter, glitter is a lot more fun than, than just water. So oh, yeah, <laughs> that's one thing they're definitely doing wrong is switch it up. What would you say the membership breakdown, how many people that are kind of a part of the satanic temple came from maybe, you know, negative experiences with religion in the past? Would you say that's the majority of people? Um, I think that the satanic temple is really sort of this meeting place for, for people of all walks of life, to be fair, but a, a majority of them, I would say, do have some sort of distaste for organized religion. Um, just kind of at the forefront because a huge part of the satanic temple is about identifying hypocrisy and trying to make sure that, you know, every religion, um, including minority religions have the same foothold as, you know, the, the top three religions of the, of the nation. Um, it's all about 
recognizing the outsiders and kind of giving them their own fair shot to like, hey, just because you don't believe in either Christianity, um, uh, an Islamic faith or um, a, a Jewish faith doesn't necessarily mean that you don't get your own community and you don't get a, a group of people that just, you know, sit around and talk about the good things that they're doing. You know, that's not, a, a, you know, a Christian specific thing that, that you get to not be a part of. So I would say a lot of it is from folks who are from those three main religions that didn't really fit in. Um, it's also a lot of um, uh, former pagans, uh, former Leviathan uh, Satanists, and um, uh, for, former uh, Wiccans. Um, there's a lot of overlap between that. Um, and then uh, a whole lot of atheists that are like, you know, organized religion was never my thing until I found this. Yeah, and I think too, not to, kind of not to totally shift, but I'm interested from your perspective. Um, you mentioned kind of you know Satan being more of a symbolism. You know, you guys don't actually worship Satan mm-hmm. as a, a real being. Um, for you personally, what what does Satan mean to you? Like, what does Satan embody for your life? Satan for me is all about. understanding my self-worth. Um, I, I am very much that millennial that suffers from, you know, imposter syndrome as, as, as many millennials do. Um, imposter syndrome, anxiety and depression, and um, very, very minimal self-worth um, my entire life. And Satan to me is all about breaking out of that and understanding your own power as an individual. Um, I don't need um, a a man in a cloud or or some kind of higher power to tell me who I am, what I should believe in, that kind of thing. It should all come from within. And so when we say hail Satan or Ave Satanas, what we're saying is hail thyself. And it's a very like an, like an inward thing of um, I, I choose what's best for me. I choose, you know, to follow science and I choose to not be afraid to stand up and say, hey, this doesn't make any sense. And this is what feels right. And this is what not feels right. Um, and, I, and I think that's something that translates to most of our followers. Um, a lot of them are um, uh, trans, uh, a huge trans membership. One of our uh, tenants is um, our bodies are uh, invaluable, subject to one's own will alone, and that's a that's a huge thing because you know as a as a as a as a woman, I am all about wanting control over my body and wanting to know for certain that anything that happens to my body is completely up to me. And there's no sort of outside influence to that. And so this is the first and only religion I've ever found that's been a hundred percent up to me. And it's, it's all about, you know, my choosing and I am my God and my master for whatever I choose to do. 
I think that's really great. I mean, it's so easy for, I mean, so many people nowadays with just the population ever rising just to get so lost in the system and not know where they belong. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really great thought of just kind of being able to empower yourself. Um, I think kind of to start wrapping things up, what do you, what do you hope that kind of listeners could take away from your story and your journey uh, with the religion? What I hope is that people become willing to look deep in themselves and decide what they believe. And that's not to say that I think that everyone should be Satanist because I really don't. Um, I think that there is a religion for everyone and there's a community for everyone. If only you have the power to go out and seek it. I think so many of us become comfortable in the easy and be immediately available. But what is truly rewarding is going out of the norm and trying to find what feels the most right. I think it was Dumbledore who said, um, you have to choose between what is right and what is easy. And I think that that's something that I try to, to, to follow it as much as possible is that if it's worth doing, it's worth doing a hundred percent and the hardest you can go. And I, I, I think becoming a Satanist is basically the hardest you can go in life. But um, yeah, just, just know that if you have a problem with something, it's not the one all be all just do what feels right and feels comfy. As long as that's not hurting you or anybody else fucking rock it. And that's it for this week's episode of What the Faith. We hope you enjoyed this discussion with Thomason and learned a little bit more about the Satanic Temple. If you'd be interested to keep up more with What the Faith resources as we come out with new episodes and other guides to helping you understand the basics of different religions and perspectives on spirituality, be sure to follow us on social media at What the Faith Space. And also feel free to always send us an email. Let us know. Uh, If there's a topic you'd like to see us cover, a particular religion, we are truly open to covering anything and talking to anybody. So send us an email at whatthefaithspace at gmail.com. Once again, that's whatthefaithspace at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to cover.